Welcome to our beautiful Scars podcast. This is Tiffany. This is Kenny. Join us as we laugh, cry, and heal through sharing our stories about our cleft lip and palate. We hope to inspire others to share their own stories as we share ours. Hi everyone, welcome back to our beautiful Scars podcast. And as usual, I'm your host, Jenny, and today we have a very special guest. Guess who is back? Guess who's back? Back, <laughs> back. Yes, I'm back, y'all. It's been a long while. Um, but yeah, our topic this week is on mental health and self perception of people who have clefts. So, with that being said, here we go. Um, okay, so I was wondering, like, when you were growing up, how did your perception of yourself, like, being different, uh, affected your friendships, relationships, maybe, like, trust with other people? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like, for me, um, I felt like because I looked different, um, a lot of people were scared to talk to me and all that stuff. Like, which I feel like I kind of understand because it's like our natural instinct to react that way when we see someone that's like different or like, I don't know, like, yeah, just different. And, um, so I, I felt like I always had to compensate for that by being like super nice and being always cheerful and then smiling so that they're not like scared to approach me and all that stuff. Um, and then, like, because of that, I feel like everyone knows me as that, like, really nice girl that always smiles. But sometimes it's, like, really tiring because um, I, I feel like I had to put up, like, another version of myself. Like, even when I'm tired or something, like, I had to be mm-hmm. happy. And I always had to be, like, like not put my serious face on because, like, I feel like when my face is, like, resting, it's it shows more of me being clever. Like, um, being like with the underbite and all that stuff and the nose I feel like it's more prominent when I'm not smiling and so I feel like smiling was a way for me to be like like hiding oh. my cleft oh yeah. I see yeah. okay that's that's very interesting yeah how um, about you let me see I feel like I totally get that um, making yourself approachable because mm-hmm. you're different like that's honestly something that I even just realized myself. Like, I realized that majority of, like, my life, I kind of made myself be likable because it was really hard, like, when people looked at me and, like, judged me, you know? Or I, people, like, said really rude and nasty things, like, as a kid to me. So I would always be like, how do I make myself be liked by people? Yeah. And that kind of, like, changed my, the way I approach like everything, like if I approach my professors or teachers, mentors, friends, like I always want them to like me mm-hmm. more than just what they see, like my face. Yeah. And that kind of like damages my inner self in a way because it's like I can't show anything bad to make people like judge me even more already. Yeah. So I totally get that. Like you can't be angry because mm-hmm. that was just, I feel like the thing about being different is that I feel like when people first see that they think that it's like you're mean or you're like a monster or something like that Mm -hmm. but then like so then because of that people don't approach you or they think that you're not like 
approachable. Right. And so we always have to be like super nice. Can we can't be mean because that just adds on to that idea or like that assumption that different people that look different are kind of mean. Are kind of mean or kind of yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally get you. Um, Follow up question. So, like, feeling that way, did that like affect your like trust in friends? Like, when you made friends, did you ever find it hard to like tell them how you feel or even like talk to them about it? Because yeah. it's like most of the time they probably wouldn't understand how you feel. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Like, um, I always feel like I'm not being my true self because I'm always like ignoring the fact that I have club. Like I'm always like, oh, um, like we're we're friends now, but what if like they find out about the real me? Like would they still want to be friends? Kind of a thing. Oh yes, yeah. yes. And I'm always like, I feel like people always come and go in your life, mm-hmm. and then having club though. Sometimes I'm like if people are willing to stay with me over time like for years that means that they truly like me for who I am and not just like my outer appearance yes yes yes. yeah oh that's that yeah that's a good point yeah I think for me um with the whole like trust thing um already like from a from a small age I really couldn't open up to anybody about it so Mm -hmm. every time I had like surgeries and sometimes, like, even during school, it would be so hard for me to explain to someone, like, why I did it, mm-hmm. why I had it. And most occasions, I had it, like, every year or every other year. So yeah. it's like, what do I tell people, you know? Like, how mm-hmm. do I tell people what I'm going through? And it's yeah. just, like, I think that affects, like, friendships in general because you're, like, trying to make yourself likable. And, like that's kind of what I did with my friendships I wanted them to like me so I didn't Mm -hmm. want them to like have to hear me go through all this stuff because like they'll be like oh my gosh she's like doing too much like that's too much for me to handle Mm -hmm. like like because we want other people to like us we hide a part of ourselves and Mm -hmm. also like I feel like to us it's somewhat normal because we go through it a lot but then when we tell people about it, they, like, kind of pity us or they, like, act kind of different because they're, like, oh, my God, she's going through all this. And then I'm, like, oh, I feel so bad for her. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, I don't want people to feel bad for me because, I don't know, it's just, like, like just treat me as, like, a normal person kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so has that, like, also affect, like, your relationships in the past and the present? Um... I felt like relationship-wise, um, even when I was younger, like, I felt like I didn't deserve or, like, love or, I don't know, that's not so, so cringy to say. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, basically like, don't deserve to be, like, looked at like that because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you just, felt, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I felt like no one would like me in that way because of what I had. Mm-hmm. And, um, it wasn't, like. Because, so because I got that way, like I wasn't sad about being single when my friends were taken and all that stuff. Because I was like, like if I do find love, and it's like, oh, that's good. But if I don't, like that's totally normal too. Uh huh. And then um, I met my boyfriend, and then he was like very supportive. Like I, I was scared to tell him, like, oh, do you know that I had this? And so I felt like I as 
the other person in the relationship, I felt like I should tell him upfront, like, oh, I have this, and then this is what I go through. And when I told him about it, he was like, oh, yeah, like, I already knew going into the relationship. And I was like, wow, like, oh, yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't think there was someone out there that would look at me in, like, that way. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, honestly, yeah, that's an inspiring story because I'm not going to lie. Like, sometimes I really admire you for that. Like, you don't understand. Like, I admire you just because you, you can, like, do that and, like, let someone, you know, like. Yeah, like, being be... vulnerable is, like, mm-hmm. hard. But mm-hmm. I think, like, I'd rather be vulnerable now, and if they don't like me, they leave now, rather than, like, over the years or something, I they find out and they leave. I'm like, that's, one, wasted time, but also, like, it's going to be painful. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just, like, kind of, like, rip the band-aid now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, like, when you explained how you felt like no one, like, deserve like you don't deserve to be mm-hmm. like looked at that way or like mm-hmm. cared for like that's something I still struggle with today and it's like really sad because like if anything anything good like comes my way I feel like I'm just not deserving of that mm-hmm. so it's something I have to work on but yeah. I just want to say that like I admire you for you know letting someone like into your life and experience you a hundred percent because that's rare. That's rare. Mm, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, especially class people, they're like, oh, yeah, like, I don't think anyone is going to like me because of the way I look. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a lot of the time, it's more than that. It's like the personality, too. And mm-hmm. if someone's willing to stay that long to, like, um, find out about your personality and not just your looks then they're worthy of like your love your time and your respect but if not then it's like just another passing person you know period preach that <laughs> <laughs> and then like i i read somewhere that like people say that looks matter and stuff and then at first looks do matter it's like your first impression but it's like the personality that keeps people like interested interested yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um this is like out of the question but do you think like social media and like seeing people on the internet lately like that also affects how you like see yourself too yeah or... like like a lot actually like, like there's a lot of bad in social media because you're always comparing yourself to other people right um and then like a good thing is like for me personally, I use it whenever I feel <laughs> I feel good about myself. So it's like uh, a way for me to like like practice self love in a way. But um I think it's hard because a lot of the time it's like a lot of fake stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. And so you're I feel like you're when you look at yourself, you're like, Oh, I should always be happy because that's what everyone portrays. Like everything is going well Mm -hmm. yeah I think for like um the cleft community in general like I could speak on behalf that many of my friends like they always tell me how they feel when they look at like people on the internet like how symmetrical their faces are or like 
just like just small little things right they're mm-hmm. like wow like I really wish I was like them you know but like mm-hmm. because I'm like this I can't feel that way but I feel like there's you know downsides and good sides to social media like like you said I also use it to promote myself even mm-hmm. though I don't really feel that great most of mm-hmm. the time it's like a good place for me to be like you know what I'm just here to share my life, my picture, mm-hmm. my yeah. face. And if you mm-hmm. don't like it, I mean, I guess. <laughs> it yeah. is what it is. And then also going back to how people, like, talk about the, the face being symmetrical and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, all the times, I'm like, well, mine obviously isn't. <laughs> mm-hmm, and right. Like, and then, like, I just feel bad about it. And then I also think about how, like, a lot of people point out random things like on your face like oh the arch of your eyebrow and all that stuff and I feel like the more you point out the more people become insecure about it Uh and and I'm kind of like why you know like every Mm -hmm. person is different and like like that's so like random because it's just literally like the way your bone is like shaped uh-huh it's the and way it's, you, yeah it's the way you were born it's kind of yeah. like okay i can't really do anything about my eyebrows but <laughs> yeah and i guess I, I hate how like beauty standard is like is set at like like at one like standard because uh-huh. there's so many different shapes colors and all that stuff like why are we basing off of one thing or right basing it off of a model that got um that got I don't know, like that's BBL. Yeah, like that's, <laughs> like like that's not normal, you know, that's not natural. So why why not base beauty standards on something that's more natural or like mm-hmm. that everyone has, you know? Right. Yeah. I think um nowadays like social media like apps like TikTok and stuff, they're like transforming their platforms to like yeah. people like showcase. Mm-hmm. I love like, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like body positivity, like I see that all the time. Yeah. Um people addressing like black community issues like love to see that mm-hmm. and just like so many things in general some people are so even like so natural on tiktok yeah like, and it's, I just, like, like normalizing that i think it's like a yeah really they're like normalizing thing. what a regular human body should look like and yeah. i don't know if it's becoming more inspiring every day so mm-hmm. i'm kind of like finding like self-worth by mm-hmm. Like, seeing people share it more. So, I feel like how I saw myself back then, like, because of social media and, like, how, like, people saw me and stuff, it made me feel, like, bad about myself. But mm-hmm. now, like, seeing people show their natural side, yeah, it's, like, making me realize, like, more. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. The idea that normalizing different blog types has, like, given me like more of a confidence boost because it's something very normal that everyone has and then um like I I want to normalize like cleft palette and cleft lip too because I think for me because I didn't see people who have the same thing as me I felt insecure about myself like oh I'm the only one that has like I'm the only one that's different but the more I follow like um, Clef Proud or like Operation Smile and seeing their faces on like my feed I'm like oh you know this is normal I'm seeing more of it I'm like kind of used to it now mm-hmm. I totally agree with that too um, even like 
I didn't see that many people um, back then, but I feel like uh, when I had, like, my first job and stuff, I started to, like, see more people, like, just random customers come in, right? And I would, like, notice, because, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's, like, a cleft palate thing, but, like, mm-hmm. people who have cleft palates, like, can tell who has a cleft. Yeah. So I would just, like, see, like, people, like, I met you, I met mm-hmm. other people from, like, my high school, and I would just see, like, oh, my God, wow, like, I'm really not the only one. So that mm-hmm. really comforted and, like, healed a lot of parts of me because I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm not the only one going through it. So I'm more, yeah. like, I need, like, external support mm-hmm. because yeah. myself, like, me alone, I can't, like, personally, like, find self-worth or, like, heal if, like, I don't have external support in that in that way. So Yeah. And then I I also come from that where, like, when I first met you, I was, like, the happiest time of my life. And I'm, like, oh, my God, like, I'm not lonely anymore. Like, there's someone like me. And then, like, we share our, like, problems, right? And then it, it helps to know that someone else going through the same thing is giving you that support. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's not, like, from a, like, for me, when a norm like a when a friend just tells me it, it doesn't have the same impact as someone like you telling me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah. I it's guess. like the difference between empathy and sympathy, kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like your friends can like support you by listening to you, but like having someone understand you like moves like oceans or whatever Mm -hmm. you say it's like a different level of like support and like understanding Mm -hmm. i remember like oh my god i like saw you and i swear on my (laughs) life i literally thought i saw a mirror a mirror (laughs) image of myself like i was so shook bro Mm -hmm. i like because um i think you walked in right you sat you tried to sit behind me yeah yeah you Mm -hmm. did i was like bro i have to turn my head and look because (laughs) that was literally me Wow. I didn't know until my dad told me. He was like, oh, really? oh, there's a girl that looks like me. I'm like, oh, no way. And then, like, the next day I went to class, I'm, like, looking. I'm like, oh, I found her. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. My dad also told me the same thing. He was yeah. like, um, when you guys, like, walked out the door, like, mm-hmm. you guys literally look like twins. And I was like, bruh, that's crazy. Yeah, like, that's I, crazy. I, told, I told all my friends that that, that, mm-hmm. that one day. I, told, I, I was like, bruh. I swear I, I met my doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was so shy to approach you too. So I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my god, what do I say? <laughs> like, what I, if I she doesn't like, want to talk about it? Uh huh. Yeah. I feel like okay. Every time I think about it, like how I met you and stuff, I'm like, what if I didn't say anything? Because right? okay, I, I, yeah, like if I didn't say anything, would we have missed that opportunity to like connect in that way? <laughs> because I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Like I was shy, but like you were, you were shy too. Yeah. But like I, I just had to because I was like, "There's no way." Yeah, I think I you started the conversation, right? I did. Yeah. And I, turned, you... I turned around. I forgot what I said. Mm-hmm. I think you said hi, and then you asked like a problem because we were at, <laughs> we were at SAT prep. <laughs> right. We we're like, oh, how do you solve this calc problem? Right. I'm like, out of all the places we could have met, like that's crazy. At an SAT prep in Anaheim. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would consider it, like, lame that we did that and spent all that money there, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't, like, say Thank it was you. lame because I got to see you there, yeah. so. Oh, my God. Like, just on an ending note, if you were to change 
um, whether or not you have cleft or not, would you change it if you were to be like reborn again? Um, my answer would be no. And mm-hmm. it's crazy because my whole life I wanted it to be yes. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when I started gaining experience, like through um, volunteering at the hospital or like meeting patients or just working at my a barista job I like met so many people who like confided in me because I was like different so mm-hmm. being a cleft like person just gave me a different perspective on like just seeing everything and like having more mm-hmm. empathy for people who are different so if mm-hmm. I didn't have cleft I wouldn't have like this empathy or knowledge about people and I feel like being a cleft person like you're more understanding and more aware and rather mm-hmm. than looking at like someone's physical like beauty or appearance you like yeah. judge them by like who they are so yeah, yeah I would not change it for anything mm-hmm. if like it was a wish right now mm-hmm. <laughs> but what about you I would say the same thing first I want to say I love your answer because I think I feel the same way too like um about how you said meeting new people like the people that are in my life right now like they've accepted who I am and they liked me truly for like my personality and not just like looking at like my overall appearance and another thing is I wouldn't have been able to met you if I didn't have one (laughs) and I feel like I feel like um it's such like a bond that I never had because like for me I don't have siblings and so I don't I feel like it's so hard to talk to people and to be vulnerable with people when like they don't know my full story or Mm -hmm. be trying to be understanding of it and so with you I'm like I feel like I don't have to be someone I'm not oh (laughs) (laughs) I yeah that was so sweet (laughs) I feel the same way because, like, our bond and, like, how we met each other and mm-hmm. just our stories in general, like, it speaks, like, more than just words. Like, I can just look at you and you can mm-hmm. look at me and, like, you don't have to say anything, but, like, yeah. know that I understand how you feel. Yeah. And, like, I know what you had to go through. Mm-hmm. And I might not know the whole story, but, like, just hearing it from you and like experiencing it with you like when Mm -hmm. I share it to you it like comforts me because I'm like telling you is not the same as like telling anybody else you know and then the the fact that we're like both girls same age same ethnicity and the same like cleft like on this like one like the same side so it's like crazy period it's so crazy. <laughs> it is i'm like bro like it it was honestly destined because yeah i'm not gonna lie like i've met a lot of people who have who have had like cleft but mm-hmm. none of them have ever been like none of them have ever looked like me or like kind of yeah. had like the same history as me mm-hmm. so i'm like oh wow someone yeah. who literally is like me but like she just lives a different life <laughs> in <Yeah>. anaheim yeah. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to say that I was really happy to come back on the podcast. Uh, I've been going through a lot, so that's why I haven't been present too much. And yeah, I love the time that I have with Jenny uh, making the podcast. So I hope I can be in more episodes with her. 
until then, I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> That's all we have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. All our socials are provided in the description. Please feel free to send us any stories, um, topic, advice, comments, feedback, or honestly, if you even want somebody to talk to, like we're always open to that. <laughs>